Welcome back, everybody. This is Lynn, and I'm here, as always, with Sam. And we are here to do another Disney in Under 10, which is when we discuss, debate, provide our very insider hot opinions on different Disney topics in under 10 minutes. Today is a really good day in my mind in terms of the topic that we're discussing. It always puts me in a great mood. And that is things to do at Disney when you don't have tickets to a theme park. So we'll start the conversation off pretty strong, which is we generally go to Disney for several days. And uh, rather than a two or three day trip, we don't live as locally as others. So we're generally staying in a resort. And we almost always plan an entire day where we have no tickets and we are just enjoying the Walt Disney World Resort experience without a theme park ticket. Yep, and this is doesn't have to be a bad thing if you're staying for seven days. Don't feel like you have to buy tickets every single day. And here's a PSA, just from our perspective. A lot of people may not adhere to this, but I got to tell you to really think about this. If you do not live within you know a very close driving distance to Disney and you fly, whether it's from Seattle, from Philadelphia, New York, travel day is travel day, and you should not be booking tickets on that day. And I'm going to give you a couple of reasons why. Travel is while you, you, know, you may arrive at 10, 30, 11, things happen. So if you spend all this money on tickets and there's a delay, guess what? Everybody in your group, everyone in your family is now pissed and the, tr- the trip is not off to a great start. And I, I equate it to the moving industry, which I used to work in. People used to come to us and say, hey, I know we're moving our five bedroom house, but we have tickets to a concert tonight at 7 p.m. No, you don't. Today's moving day. Anything you get to do fun after moving, that's ancillary and that's just extra. This is the extra stuff. Uh, you know, we plan the things that we're about to talk about on travel day. And if something happens and you miss playing putt-putt at, you know, the Swan and Dolphin, so be it. But when you handcuff yourself to tickets and have a plan that can be easily disrupted by a lot of things, you know, it's just not a great start to a trip, in our humble opinion. So just kind of erring on the side of caution in that regard. It'll probably share a little bit more insight about our family, which is we're more anxious travelers probably than others. But I tend to agree. And we almost always reserve our arrival day as a full pool or resort day. So let's start first with when you're deciding where you want to stay, a lot of people will make the mistake of we're never going to be at the hotel. We're going to be in the parks all the time. Your res- these resorts, these Walt Disney World hotels are really lovely and have a lot of great things for you to do. So if you are dropping that little extra pocket money on staying at a moderate or a deluxe resort, you really should schedule an entire day at least to enjoy walking around your resort, to try the restaurants that you're resort has to offer and I'm gonna go out with my hot take which is I almost always encourage that our character meal or our very luxurious expensive uh, table service restaurant meal is on a non-theme park day I get very excited looking at menus ahead of time I tend to always gravitate towards really heavy exciting plates of delicious food and The last thing I want to do after having a tomahawk steak for two from the California Grill is to try to crawl my behind back into the park or 
vice versa. If you go to a nice character breakfast at Topolino's and you get to enjoy multiple plates because you can order a lot of food while you're there. And then from there, you have to hop on a bus and go ride rides. That's just not my preference. So make a an exciting dining reservation for your non-resort day. And to piggyback off that, if you're not excited about your resort, go to someone else's, go to another resort. And that's what we like to do is we sometimes stay at the same resorts because we get a little bit set in our ways. But we were just talking about our last, our next trip. And while we're not 100% set on the Wilderness Lodge, that's where we're going to stay. We're already talking about, hey, let's pick a day, a non-park day and head over there. And you you can make a day of it of just walking around, taking in the sites at that current location, checking out their shops. Um, having lunch at that location and that can be three four hours um, that you know doesn't cost a whole lot you don't have to buy tickets or anything like that but can really add a day to your to your trip and um, you know that's and then using that there's multiple ways you can get between resorts you can either just be really lazy and get a minivan or a lift or you know if you're staying at pop century take the skyliner over to epcot take it over to hollywood studios and grab a bus from there which is Something we did recently. I'm trying to figure out where we went. So d- hold on, everybody. Don't take the Skyliner to Epcot unless you have a park ticket or you're going somewhere on the International Gateway side. We made that mistake. Yep. Um, Hollywood one of Studios our first would trips, work out. Correct, there. because it's going to drop you at the International Gateway. So if you have reservations at the Yachtsman Steakhouse, that's a perfect way to get there. But don't anticipate you're going to be able to grab a bus or get anywhere from the front of Epcot. All you can do is be at that back entrance to France um I agree I think one of the we have so many lovely resort restaurants that we've been able to enjoy but not necessarily because we've been able to stay there so if also you have dreams of enjoying the inside lobby of the Grand Floridian seeing Trader Sam's Tiki uh, Trader Sam's Gras Grotto at uh, the Polynesian Resort we've never been so lucky as to be able to stay there yet but That's a rope drop. You need to be lined up outside if you want to get there. That's a perfect thing to do on a non-theme park day where you can wander over. You can get a drink from Tambu Lounge while you wait for uh, Trader Sam's to open. And you can make sure that you're not rushed to get back for a lightning lane or to make sure that your kids get on Big Thunder Mountain Railroad at night. Exactly. And I mentioned putt-putt earlier. If anybody has a family that loves miniature golf, there are two courses on property. If you did not know, there's the Fantasia Gardens and there's also the Winter Summerland, Winter Summerland, which is interesting, uh, mini golf course, both of which, unbeknownst to me, and I don't know why, I've been to Disney multiple times and we walked up and I was like, oh, this is great. They just have putt-putt for you. And she's like, well, it costs money. I'm like, no, nah, no, nah, this, is, this is included. And then they're like, $29 per person, please. I was like, so not only did they charge me, but they Disney charged me. But at the same time, it's a very fun way to get out and try something new while you're in Disney property. Here's another idea on your non-resort day. Do a crawl. Mm-hmm. So I don't know. if Have we done any Disney under 10s talking about our favorite crawl spots? I'm sure we peppered them through. And- sure. So you can hit a monorail crawl. That's probably the m- more popular that will take you between the contemporary, the Polynesian, and the Grand Floridian. There's some really good spots. 
do not do not sleep on Steakhouse 71. If you want a, a stop, we had great service. We had some great small plates, good cocktails. That was definitely our favorite stop. Or some other good ones. There's also some discussion of a Skyliner crawl, uh, which could take you to Art of Animation, the Riviera. It does drop you at Epcot. So if you don't have a theme park, if we're talking about totally non-theme park days, you could also hit up a crawl around the lake there where Beach Club, Yacht Club, Swan Dolphin, uh, Boardwalk Resort are. The Boardwalk Resort is a, a great place to walk around. We, I would love to try. Sam, can we go to Jelly Rolls next time? Yeah, I think they just revamped it too. I think yeah, there's reason. really, we get pretty pretty tired at the end of a full theme park day. So the idea of then paying a cover and watching the dueling pianos, I'll, I'm asleep by nine o'clock on a park, a theme park day. Yeah, we didn't start the fire versus uh, Uptown Girl sounds great at around noon, but I don't know about 8.30. But if you took a nap, an, a resort nap day, I could probably make it happen. Well, That's we got, for our next trip. When the kids are older, I guess, right now. I don't know where they would be at such a place. But uh, <laughs> the point is not the point is taken. With a minute and a half left, tons of things for you to do. And then, of course, the, the, the easy one, but also that you could make multiple days out of this, which people do, is Disney Springs. And... You know, that is a boat ride, uh, a, a bus ride, you know, multiple ways to get there from depending on which resort you're in. But restaurants, activities, you know, they have the the amazing Christmas store that we love to go in. That is, you know, our favorite is the one, the Yule Christmas shop in Magic Kingdom. We always tend to get a, a uh, an ornament from there. But if you want one that's 10 times the size of that, if Christmas is your thing, there's one um, at Disney Springs. So speaking of crawls where you could... So in oh and yeah, out. that's an amazing spot. We should do a an episode just on Disney Springs in terms of we definitely will. And yeah. all of the good restaurants there. Well, I shouldn't say all, but a lot of the good restaurants there have a takeaway window, mm-hmm. um, like the basket at Wine Bar George or Morimoto, Morimoto Street Food. Yeah. You can grab a cocktail. You can grab a little small plate. So if you weren't as excited about dropping a huge check. Um, to try one of those restaurants, you could try several small plates from others. I do think Disney Springs has some of the best food that I've ever had. So uh, prioritize getting over there on your non your non theme park day because you can still do a fair amount of walking over at Disney Springs. You can still tire yourself out. You can, and if you want to go eat some pretty good food and not be able to hear a word you're saying, check out Raglan Road. Oh, we'll get there. <laughs> I'm sorry for the Raglan Road lovers. We do. Sorry. The food was very good. I just the the ambiance was not for me personally so I had to get that little dig in there as we wrapped up the Disney Springs talk we'll come back with a best and worst experience we've had at Disney Springs because there's some really good ones so sorry to sorry to rain on the Raglan road yeah it's not for everyone but um, that's going to do it for us here at Disney and under 10 if you have a topic you want us to hit you don't like something that we said or you did shoot shoot us an email it's Disney and under 10 at gmail.com and then you can always find us on TikTok and Instagram. It is the Grand Funmeister is the handle for Lynn. I'm Sam. We'll see you next week, everybody. Bye now.